So what I'm trying to tell you, Roddy, is that after you get through those first, you know, the, the first pick, you're looking at a group of defensemen that are all over the map. Some small and offensive, some big and offensive, some big and stay home, some medium who are two-way. So so that, you know, do you look at those players as as franchise changing players? Not necessarily, but I do think there's a couple of top pairing defensemen in that. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it absolutely is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports talk show. Under the guidance of producer Noobsy. It's a brand new world today. It's episode number 1191. We're coming at you live on Game Plus Television, which is headquartered out of Toronto, the hometown of our producer, Jamie Neugebauer. Uh, Coming up on the program today, we're also on the radio in Atlanta. Yes, 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 WQEE, where every day is World Radio Day. Uh, And we're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Let's bring in the Moose. He's in Toronto. We have a lot to talk about uh, today, Moose. We had a lot to talk about. I see the Leafs are not playing tonight. What does Toronto do when the Leafs aren't playing? What goes on there? Do they like just shut down the city, or what? What happens in Toronto when the Leafs aren't playing? You can actually get around. There's no traffic. You might as well think we're back in COVID times when the Leafs aren't playing. No, I'm kidding. It's you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's a big yeah, city. Yeah, There's yeah. lots going on. You know, um, but not. They're not talking about it a whole lot. But uh, they're excited for a bounce back against the Coyotes in their next. Oh, wait a minute. They are playing tonight. Yeah, they got Arizona there tonight, but it's Arizona. So that's why it's so quiet. I got you. Yeah, my bad. Okay, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? I know he's still in the chair. I apologize. I got a lot of things going on in my mind. Let's start with the big story. And here's mine. I don't know about you. Um, The world came off as hinges last night. The hockey world with the first big trade. Could, uh, I believe you would agree with me. It's the first big trade leading up to the trade deadline. Next week, the Calgary Flames have traded veteran defenseman Chris Tanev to the Dallas Stars for prospect Artem Grushnikov, a 2024 second-round NHL draft pick and a conditional 2026 third-round pick in a three-way deal involving the New Jersey Devils. Calgary will retain 50% of Tanev's remaining salary. To obtain the Stars' fourth-round pick in 2026, New Jersey agreed to cover the other half of Tanev's remaining contract this season and traded to Calgary the rights to one signed drafted goalie Cole Brady. Look, it's really confusing, and I don't want this show to be that. So we're going to get to the poll question in a moment. It pertains to this trade. Einstein would find this highly confusing, but Calgary made its deal. Tanev is not even off the books. He's out of town, 50% of his salary being retained by the Flames. You know what this reminds me of? The movie Moneyball. When Billy Bean, the general manager of the athletics, came up to David Justice in the shower, and he said, this is what the Yankees think of you. They're paying half your salary for you to play here in Oakland this year. That's not to say that the Flames think that of Chris Tanev. It's just the way deals are now, right? But it's highly confusing in a way. What it does is it makes Dallas very strong, uh, stronger, because they were already strong. And Darren, as far as the prospects go, the fans are going off, and that's where I want your take on this because I haven't been following the fans' reaction as much as you, but they don't know. They're not scouts. So time will tell. But what this signals is the rebuild, or whatever it is for the Flames, is underway, and the, and the Stars got a lot stronger. The end. Yeah. 
it's it's a case of what are you willing to pay for temporary benefits, right? You know, going to Starbucks and buying a four or five dollar cup of coffee for a temporary benefit. Um, this is the case. You know, the, yeah, the team is winning, and the temporary benefit of keeping Tanev is you get to play a few more games, maybe win a few more, maybe get into the playoffs and then lose. But what Craig Conroy here is doing is he sees a player at the end of his at, a, at the end of a contract term not going to sign there next year and you're trying to get something back. So when the fans are sitting there saying, I hope it's a first-round pick, better be a for a first-rounder, when the news breaks, to be honest, anything you get back for a player who's not going to be here next year is a win. It's a net gain. And so the Flames going into the offseason yeah. will be further ahead now, no matter what the return is for Tanev and for Conroy stockpiling draft picks to start the rebuild. Isn't that interesting? So are you... What are you voting? I'm going to say Dallas won the trade. That's my vote. And I put in the option. I tweeted the poll. So if you have a problem with it, blame me. The poll is who won the trade, the Tanev trade that we just talked about. It is a three-team trade. And I just put Calgary or Dallas. Clark put up a third option, the New Jersey Devils. And he's right in doing that. Our daily poll is for the Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, we're driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. I said Dallas because I go back to what uh, O-Dog said, Jeff O'Neill. I'd been in sports my whole life, but I hadn't heard this phrase until a couple of years ago. The team that wins the trade is the team that got the best player. Well, in this case, it's undoubtedly Chris Tanev. We don't even know who the other guys are. I'm voting Dallas. But Moose, who are you voting for won this trade? The biggest trade so far leading up to the trade deadline, I, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, if there was an option for both, I love it when both teams can be happy leaving a trade. But I'll vote for Dallas because you've got a proven player. You're in a Stanley Cup window if you're the Stars right now. So it checks a lot of boxes. We don't know if the draft picks or prospects are going to turn into things for the Calgary Flames. You know Chris Tanev is going to help them chase the Stanley Cup this spring. So I'll say Dallas. Exactly. Okay, so we're both voting for Dallas. Trying to find the comments here. Bear with me. It's, it's, it's a me thing. Oh, show chat. Okay, there we go. I am such that guy now. Moving on to NHL leftovers. Connor McDavid scored 434 into overtime and also had two assists to rally the Edmonton Oilers to a 3-2 win over the St. Louis Blues Wednesday night. Zach Hyman scored twice to give him 40 for the season as Edmonton won its third in a row. Stuart Skinner finished with 30 saves. In the end, in the only other game, Artemi Panarin had two goals and an assist. Igor Shosturkin stopped 30 shots, and the Rangers got their 11th win in 12 games, beating Columbus 4-1. Our good friend of the show, Cole Sillinger, scored for the Blue Jackets, and Elvis Merzlikens finished with 26 saves. There were only two games in the NHL last night, which um, to me kind of makes me lost. You know, I do like to channel surf, although having said that, I did put it on the order game last night because uh, it was on TNT. And that, that slight problem that I have, I don't know what was carried in Canada. If Sportsnet had it or whatever, and I don't know if you watched any of it, but it was, a, it was started at a reasonable time. I think 8.30. I hadn't gone to bed yet. But I'm like, who are these people? That It's always somebody new <laughs> every week. I, it drives me nuts. You understand, 1,191 shows, I've missed like 10. 
Darren, what are they thinking in the ivory towers of broadcast offices that they think you can just interchange a merry-go-round of people on the broadcast? Clearly, I've got it wrong. It drives me nuts. I know. I know. And that's, you know, they got their own reasons for making the decisions that they make. And, you know, for whatever reason it is, it works for them, I guess. And they'll move on. Um, you know, I don't like to talk too much about it, but I'm with you. You know, you, you, the familiar voices, the comfort, the, you know, that's why we go back too. it's not always just about the game on the ice. It's about the production and, and the entertainment value and all the rest. But uh, yeah, it was a decent game last night and a, and a nice way for Connor McDavid to snap his, uh, what was a 10 game goalless drought now uh, until last night in overtime. So yeah. that's got to feel the monkey off the back. I'm going to drop in a couple of viewer comments here because they're good. Uh, <laughs> Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, a trade engineered by accountants. <laughs> right? There's a reason the NHL general managers have to have a law degree these days. Honestly, I, I'm not going to sit here. We're not going to be that show to get into the minutiae of trades like this. It's, it gives me a headache. It does. This is supposed to be fun. That's not fun. Paul and Humboldt writes in and says, Hi, Noogsy. That's our fill-in producer today, and so far he hasn't screwed up. Day ain't over yet. Allie's watching in Texas, and she says, It was funny. People thought Jim Nill would let go of Stanky. Ha, ha, ha. Logan Stankoven. Well, for everything I see, he's the future of the Dallas Stars. They're going to be good for a long time. Jeff the Stams fan says, Save for a few years here and there, the Flames have been rebuilding for decades. I appreciate Jeff the Stamps fan that saying that, and it makes me think about something for a second. How do you feel if you are the Flames fans? I feel bad for Flames fans. I've said that for quite some time. Those poor hockey fans of Calgary, because you're not contending, you're going to miss the playoffs now because you've cued that you're letting go your best players in trade. It's tough. It's tough for them. You've got to trust that Craig Conroy knows what he's doing. And they're kind of giving the thumbs up for that trade, uh, Totter Toffoli for Sharon Govich. They're just trusting that he knows what he's doing, and Ryan Huska, too. That you, being asked, asking Flames fans to be patient is tough because they've been asked that for a very long time. How should they feel about this trade in your mind? Yeah, it's tough because you, you go on a bit of a heater here, and you see the team playing some good hockey, including a big win over Edmonton. And you're kind of sitting there and all this, you can't control it, but the hope and the optimism starts bubbling up inside. And you're like, you know what? If we just win a few more and get in, we could go on a magical run in the playoffs. And, we, you know, this, this could happen. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a one, two, back to reality of, no, no, no. The plan hasn't changed for Craig Conroy. It's still a rebuild is what's best. And here's the sign. And it kind of wakes you up from a good dream. And you realize, oh, that was, it's not reality. We're still going through wow. the mud here, and here we are. I know. Well said. And the thing is, did it, does that even come down to the general manager, the rookie general manager, Craig Conroy? Is it a triumvirate? Let's not forget they got Don Maloney there. They got a million hockey guys getting paid to do I don't know what. So it might not just be him. But Jason in Red Deer speaks for Flames fans here. And listen very clear, carefully to this. He says, but do you trade current potential success for a better team in the future? The team's winning now and may squeak into the playoffs. And then you never know what happens. It's what you just said. Jason and Red Deer, that's a paradox. Walk it back. 
Do you trade current potential success? Current and potential don't belong together. You're not having current success. You are not in a playoff spot. I don't care that you've won four in a row. You're not having success. That, you and I have talked about this this morning. They, the Flames fans are being tricked. They're being gaslit into thinking that the team is on the right track. If they hadn't made these moves, doesn't matter. I mean, I get what you're saying. Agree or disagree? Uh, do you sign off on this current potential success? Doesn't make a lot of sense. That's the waking up from a, what was a great dream. You know, you, you know when you're a fan, you, bl- they're bl- you know, um, Jason and Redyard is a great example. You're blocking out the rest of the season. You're blocking out the end of last year. And you're just saying, you know, these four games, that was the dream. You're like, ah, oh, four games. We're winning everything. We're beating everybody, you know, and it's not reality. It's not the big picture. So I agree. They got to make these moves. Camper. 27 writes in and says, Dallas wins now. Calgary gets a nasty sandpaper D-man in a year or two. A second-round pick this year, plus a conditional in a couple years. Calgary wins in a couple, three years. There's your correct answer. But you'd think it was America. We have to declare a winner and a loser. Today, we have to. There has to be a winner and a loser. You know that's why the NHL did away with ties. Because there has to be a winner and a loser. It's not right, but it's the way, it's the way that it is. Um, Brent in Wellington, Florida says, everyone wants to be this year's Florida, Rod. I think, what are you talking about, the Panthers? They want to be the, oh, I see, they want to make the magical run. Sneak into the playoffs and then go to the Stanley Cup final. That's not a plan. Hope is not a plan. Um, that's the meme, Darren. You can put that on the 113th floor of my tombstone. Hope is not a plan. My accountant actually said that to me yesterday. Uh, well, Bill in Regina. Can I, can I on uh, that sorry, for a second? Because what? the Panthers, you got to remember something about the Panthers. They didn't load up to take that run last year with a bunch of trades, did they? At least I don't recall. They didn't do a thing. If they you're in that thing. spot at the end of the regular season, you happen to get in then yes, go on a run. It's all fun and it's all great. But you don't plan to sneak in. You don't plan to like, you know, trade off assets just to sneak into the playoff. Hope is not a plan. Um, Bill in Regina, the gentleman that sent me the, uh, sent me the Ron and Don bobbleheads. There they are. I move them around every day. It's like Elf on a Shelf. He says, look at the pickups the Leafs had tried the last few years at the trade deadline. Short-term players and nothing into next year. Calgary should be better going forward. That's the thing, by the way. I really believe this, and we're going to move on to football in a second. Here we go. Ron and Don here every day. I love this bubble. I don't move this bobblehead around out of the house anymore. It stays. It's now become an artifact. Um, It's like a, a historical heritage bobblehead. I treat it with kids' gloves. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to football now. Forgot what I was going to say. Squirrel. To football, Kansas City Chiefs owner Clark Hunt admitted Wednesday the Super Bowl champions are overdue for renovations at their practice facilities after the NFL Players Association's annual report card graded Kansas City the second worst team in the league overall. The report card gave the Chiefs failing grades for their nutrition slash dietitian, locker room and training staff. 
The owner, Hunt, was given an F- minus as owner of the franchise. At the top of the player vote, it's an NHL Players Association vote here. At the top of the rankings were the Miami Dolphins, who had no grade lower than an A- minus in any category and received the highest weighted score of any team. The Minnesota Vikings had no grade lower than a B and had the second-best score overall, rounding out the top five in the weighted score were the Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles, and Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if this was resonating with John Q. Public and Susie Sixpack or Carl Cubicle, but it should because this is what all the sports people are talking about. I've seen it posted to LinkedIn today and social media from sports people saying, should they be publishing this? It's making teams look bad. Truth hurts, bro. How about that? So we're going to take, take a break and come back because I want to talk about, tell, tell some stories here. As a guy that's worked in the sports industry for a long, I'll tell you, good and bad of this. Because it's a really big deal. Munch on this over the... And if you haven't read it, Darren, or don't know anything about it, Google it in the break because we're going to spend some time on it. Oh, I've seen it. Okay. Rachel Holman and Devin Naru coming up live on the program today. We're on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss, but it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, we're back at it. We are back at it. And just before we bring uh, the moose back in, I had something I wanted to tell you. Uh, I didn't have it ready to go here. I'm sitting here with my thumb in my ear. Here it is. Fresh off a record-breaking win a year ago in London, Ontario, Brad Gushu's team will begin its chase for another piece of curling history. 
when the 2024 Montana's Briar, presented by AGI, gets underway Friday night at the Brand Center in Regina. Gushu's St. John's team is attempting to become just the second team in the rich history of the Briar to win three straight titles, matching the run of Randy Furby's Edmonton team, which prevailed in 01, 02, and 03. You can be there not for just that draw, but any draw. With tickets as low as $24. With the RP show, we'll be broadcasting live from there beginning Monday. But the event, the Briar, starts Friday night. Go to curling.ca slash tickets. Don't forget the opening night cabaret. We're still calling it that. With the rec laws, yeah, it's the place to be. The Montana's Briar. Okay, let's bring Moose in now. He will be in the Queen City next, uh, beginning next week, uh, broadcasting the show from there. Just a couple messages from the audience before we really get into fun. I'm not interested in debating this TANEV trade, that a trade that you need a calculus professor to explain and untangle. I just want to have fun today. Jim Wagner writes in from Balgoni Sask, and he says, uh, the RP show with Noogsy controlling the Millennium Falcon? This day is a win already. Cheers, crew. I know, right? Good. Jimmy Neugebauer, the broadcaster of the Notre Dame Hounds, a very good and close friend of mine. When we got on the call here before the show, I, we told each other we loved each other, and it wasn't even awkward. I'm sure other people in the, uh, the studio were looking around going, what? No, we do. We love each other, me and Noogsy. It was great to work with him again. He really bailed my ass out <laughs> when it came to my book on the SJHL. Story for another time. Uh, Elliot in Winnipeg writes in, and says, Elliot from Winnipeg, tuning in late today. Hi, RP team. Just an FYI, Gary Bettman's visit to Winnipeg was scheduled a while ago. He goes to every franchise for an annual visit. It was just a coincidence that he showed up after Chapman cried wolf last week. I enjoy your show. Thanks for being candid. I'll tell you what. One thing about this show, there ain't any hate whatsoever. Have you noticed how respectful our viewers are with us and us to them? I love that. It's not like what you see on other sports talk programs and on social media. I love that. So thank you, Elliot and Winnipeg, for that. Any thoughts before we delve into this NFL thing, Moose? No, let's go into it. I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. Okay, for those that just tuned in, I will read it again because it's only a paragraph, and it's good. Kansas City Chiefs owner Clark Hunt admitted Wednesday the Super Bowl champions are overdue for renovations to their practice facilities after the NFL Players Association's annual report card poll graded Kansas City the second worst team in the league overall. That's for facilities. The report gave the Chiefs failing grades for their nutritionist slash dietitian, for their locker room, for the training staff. And the owner himself was given an F minus as the owner of the team. At the top of the rankings were the Miami Dolphins, who had no grade lower than an A- minus in any category and received the highest score of any team, the Dolphins. And the Minnesota Vikings had no grade lower than a B, and they finished second, rounding out the top five were the Packers, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. Did you see the, the, the grid or whatever, like the voting? Did you see who I finished did. where in this? Yes. Okay. Did, did you immediately jump? This is how I know I'll always be a Cowboys fan, because the first thing I looked at was, where are the Cowboys? We were 12th, the Dallas Cowboys. You notice where the Titans were? I think we were 17th. Is that right? 18th. 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 Yeah. So you fans can write in with your questions, comments. If you want to know where your team was, I'll read it to you. I have it in front of me. 
But I really think about like think about this. I'll say it again. I'm seeing team staffers posting this to social media and largely saying this is very valuable and valuable information, but it shouldn't be made public. And I'm like, why the hell not? Why this is, does this need to be a secret? Because I do think it matters. And when I, I'm a career broadcaster. It was fun working for teams, but I'm a media guy. I'm not a team guy. Okay? It's fun to get the track suit. About 50% of the time you get invited to the Christmas party. Depends how the team's feeling about you at the time. But I worked radio stations and TV stations and, frankly, newspapers were, is where I worked and where I wanted to work. Um, so here's the team that's been to four of the last five Super Bowls, won three, and they have the second-worst facilities in the National Football League. So that tells you a million things. Number one, does it really matter? You gave your owner an F. I can't believe it. And I'll just say this about work conditions. I worked in a radio station where a mouse ran over my foot one time. I didn't really think anything about, of it. We were the number one radio station by a mile. My show was number one. I didn't really care. But I grew up on a farm. So anything not choking me with grain dust and dead carcasses laying around, that would come later. I was happy with. I don't need a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I worked at a radio station where we had a ghost. Weyburn, no guff. Tom Lang, the ghost of Tom Lang. And I still think is there, from what I understand. I'm good friends with his grandson, Judd. We worked together. But the ghost of Tom Lang, I saw it one night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. So, I mean, I don't, I don't need a lot to perform. So how do you feel about this poll? The Chiefs is interesting because what's been the story? It's been Patrick Mahomes has won them Super Bowl. You look at Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones. They got the three players, and they're winning despite having no talent around them, whether that's cap reasons, whatever. Um, you don't see big free agents going to Kansas City. Now, maybe they want to to play with, with, um, with Mahomes, but they're winning despite all these other things. You know, when, you, when fans are evaluating teams and players and trades and all the rest and you're playing Madden or you're playing the NHL video game on franchise mode, all you see is players and their overall number and how much room do you have on the salary cap and I'll spend money and get the player. But things like working environment, who you're working for, where you go to work every day, the surroundings, the environment. It's no surprise Miami's number one. Look where you're going to work every day. And then you got a great facility, you got a great coach, you got good ownership, you got all these things that go along with it. That's what makes the work life enjoyable or not enjoyable. It has nothing to do with your paycheck. So you need to make sure that you have a good working environment, a healthy place that people can go to work, a happy place. All those details matter more than the casual fan thinks. Jeff, the Stamps fan, makes a really good point. He says, funny enough, the teams at the top don't seem to have too many recent Super Bowls. So that's a very interesting point, too. Um, does it matter? It matters. It matters a lot for all the reasons Darren just said. But if you are a professional, you're going to perform no matter what the conditions are. You are. Um, Sidestep for a second. 
Brent here in Wellington, Florida, says regarding trade deadline talk, he goes, I cannot recall a team that made a huge splash with a rental to win the cup. Maybe Colorado with Ray Bork. We'll investigate this a little more next week, but I looked this up, and by the way, Ray Bork is a friend of mine, or no, we know each other. <laughs> not that we don't get along, but it's not like I, we communicate. But they didn't win a cup that year. Look it up. The Avs got him late in the season at the trade deadline, but it wasn't until the next season that they won the Stanley Cup. We've investigated this. The only team that made a real splash at the deadline, 2012 LA Kings, with Jeff Carter and Mike Richards, went on to win the Stanley Cup. It doesn't usually happen that the team that makes these, pulls the trigger on big deals, go on to win the Stanley Cup. So that's the thing with Bork. Anyways, back to this. I want to say it was 27, 2018, and those that really know me and know my history can do the math on what I was doing at that time of my life. I think it was 2017. There's a guy by the name of Joe Roberts, the Skid Row CEO, and you know him. He's in recovery like me. He's not a recovery coach. He's a speaker. He went from homeless streets of Vancouver to the president of a Fortune 500 company within like two years. Insane. The Skid Row CEO, Joe Roberts. So he was pushing a shopping cart, without a word of a lie, from Halifax to Vancouver to raise money for youth homelessness. And he came through Regina, and he asked me if I would be willing to come walk on the side of the road with him. I'm like, what am I going to say, no? So I went out there with him, and we were, he goes, he honestly, Joe's a good friend of mine. We talk fairly regularly. The Skid Row CEO, Joe Roberts. And uh, I said, why do you want me to walk with you? He goes, well, to be honest, it goes by a lot faster when I got somebody there with me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we were talking about our careers and what we've done and what we want to do. And I told him I wasn't very happy in my current job. And he goes, well, on the scale of one to 10, what's the workplace culture where you work? I'm like, well, radio station, one out of 10. Football team, one out of 10. Hmm. And then we went on to talk about other things. And within two years, I was not working there anymore. So. Again, workplace culture, facilities, which is another thing. You know, when the Rough Riders opened that brand new stadium, the best in Canada, nobody's going to argue it in Winnipeg. Don't come at me about it because it ain't close. They missed the playoffs the last two years. You and I talked about that either this morning or yesterday. And it is the mecca of football in the CFL. And they've lost, missed the playoffs the last two years. So, again, like Jeff just said, the teams at the top of this poll haven't won a lot of Super Bowls lately. I, I think people need to sit, are going to sit back and look at this for a long time and wonder what it really means, right? Well, it's true, and I was going to say that. Like, those great facilities and all the amenities don't necessarily translate into wins. It can still translate into job satisfaction and enjoyment. Um, but you look at, you know, Minnesota's on that list, uh, Miami, you had Philadelphia on the list, Jacksonville, all places that players want to play, though. It's places that free agents are going because they want to be a part of that. You know, you hope that translate in, translates into wins. You still need players that are going to put in the work, but it makes it a heck of a lot easier to entice players to come as free agents, to sign as high draft picks, to want to play in your organization is, is a good thing. And, those teams have some envy right now in terms of players wanting to be there. 
Allie in Texas writes in. She says, I'm, sur I'm surprised Dallas wasn't higher. I mean, Jerry's world is pretty amazing. We're going to have to continue this after the break. But it's not about the stadium where they play nine times a year. It's about where they go to work every day, which the star, where, where is it, Allie in Frisco, I think. The practice facility is largely what we're talking about. It's beautiful, too. So that should be higher. But, I mean, I was in the Cowboys locker room in Dallas. So I'm like, this is incredibly sterile. And by the way, it was on a tour, but there was nothing in there. It's like the players move in the morning of the game and they move out right after the game. And the rest of the week, they're at the practice facility. So it's not about that home stadium. Let's make that clear. It's about your workplace. Jason in Red Deer says, uh, isn't that ironic that the, the most successful team in recent years has the worst rating for facilities and staff? LOL. And that's the thing, by the way. When you're showing somebody around... It's nice, because I also worked in a brand spanking new radio station, the best in the country. Uh, so I worked there too, but it's not about that. When I worked in the dump with mice running over my feet and taking your life in your hands, <laughs> parking there after dark, it was the mightiest radio station in the GD province. Everybody wanted to work there. We were the New England Patriots of radio. To work there meant something. Who cares that this place was a dump? There's a difference. We'll be back in a moment. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. Oh, man, we got some good stuff today, and you people... You audience, the Rod Squad, you've really responded. Thank you. I'll get to your comments in a moment. A sports update before we bring the Moose back in. The Toronto Blue Jays try for their third win in six spring training starts as they host the Philadelphia Phillies in Dunedin this afternoon. Toronto's coming off a 3-2 win over Tampa Bay on Wednesday. Jays send Jose Barrios to the mound against the Phillies' Max Castillo. Meanwhile, baseball star Shohei Otani announced on his Instagram account that he is married. How about that? 
The two-way sensation joined the Dodgers in December on a $700 million 10-year deal. Otani said his new wife is a Japanese woman, although he did not identify her. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas and Theaters Now, Argyle, I hope you have a better luck with it than I did. An introverted sky novelist is spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. Starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena in Landmark Cinemas Now, Argyle. I give it thumbs down for the Monday Morning Goalie. Okay, let's bring the moose in. The viewers are gravitating to what we've been talking about, and I knew that they would. The Kansas City Chiefs rated the second worst uh, facility in the NFL by their own players, and their owner, whatever his name is, Hunt, got a F minus from his own players. Yet they won the Super Bowl. Like, it really doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Kent Ridley from Ridley Scouting is watching in Nashville, your town, Moose. And Kent says he runs Ridley Scouting down there, football guy. He says teams that win don't need to keep up with that. Teams at the bottom are fighting for every little win. Facility, free agents, coaches. For sure. But it would take a while to get your mind around the fact that they've won three Super Bowls in five years and they have the second worst facilities in the NFL and their owners a dork. Even Robert Kraft was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. At least there was that. And you had a winning culture and the players and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's not fun going to, what do you got? Going to work in a, in a dump every day, if that's the case. <laughs> this is going to be. So Johnny Glow is watching. You never met him. He's quite a guy. He was our producer. And uh, <laughs> he wrote in, he goes, he's watching right now. And he says, I actually named the family of mice that lived in my production room. <laughs> that was about 30 feet from my desk, maybe 40 feet. John goes on to say, Rod, do you remember when we got a new coffee machine, but only management had the privilege to have some? We have a brand new coffee machine, everybody, but only managers and directors get to use it, not you people. No, no, no. It was before your time, John. Hot damn. But there was a staff meeting. Staff meeting. Everybody was getting, uh, what was it? A freeze on no raises and I think 10% pay cut, something along those lines. And then the station general manager shows up in a brand new stretch Mercedes. And the, how did we all see? Because his parking spot was right by the front door. Brand new Mercedes, everybody. What do you think? Oh, and by the way, you're not getting a raise ever again, and we're cutting your wage by 10%. And yet we were number one in the ratings. What were you saying? Sorry. I don't know why no, we're getting no. it all out today, but what the hell? Why not? Nothing. It's, it's good. It's good. I mean, clearly that coffee machine wasn't there by the time I started working at the station. I wasn't even sure if I could go into the cafeteria and have some coffee by that, in that day. But uh, no, it was good. It was so uh, you, have your own, you have your own scars from the same place. Uh, yes. Brent here in Florida writes, and he says, I look at it this way. A player has the choice to go play for a last place team with the best facilities in the league or the team with the worst 
facilities, but has a chance to win a championship. Guess where he goes? Uh, no, the answer to that is it's the team that pays him the most money. Bump. It's that's all that it's come down to. And you know, listen, I have a lot more of these discussions in Calgary than here. Although I'm getting into more discussions here. Like, for instance, we talk about the Panthers and why would why did Radko Gudis leave? Why did Mark Stahl leave? They went to the Stanley Cup. More money. And actually, Ron in Calgary regarding the Flames and who won the trade. Uh, he writes in Ron in Calgary that we're talking about the Tanev drill, deal, the very complicated trade. I think that it's complicated, but I'm dumb. Chris Tanev going to Dallas, New Jersey's involved, blah, blah, blah. Ron says, what part of rebuilding and having players that don't want to be in a certain city don't people understand? Pretty simple stuff. Sometimes you have to do a deal because that's the best deal available. Ron's a smart guy. Uh, but we're nobody, well, not nobody, but we're not saying the Flames lost the trade. I'm not. I'm going by the adage that the team that got the best player won the trade, and that's Chris Tanev. I don't think anybody would argue that. But what Ron's saying is we got a second. That's pretty damn good. You were saying that earlier. You were never going to get a first-round pick for a guy that you're going to have for two or three months. Right? Yeah. So true. You know, both teams can benefit from the trade. You know, one can benefit more doesn't mean you lost, right? I mean, it was never the case. When you give up a good player, you're taking a risk that the draft picks you get back are going to turn into a good player. You don't know that, but it's the situation. It's where they're at. Uh, people still talking about the coffee machine. Uh, <laughs> Patrolman Pete writes in. He says, were workers allowed to look at the new coffee machine? LOL. Don't even look at it. Honestly, I don't <laughs> even. <laughs> you can't even. Yeah, it's just in this office that the rest of you aren't even allowed to go into. <laughs> Do what? It's your story to tell, not mine, but how they changed the deal on you. Yeah, we you don't, probably, we don't I'm not going to speak for you. Yeah, nah, we won't get into that. That's your story to tell in your book when you write it. Just and I will. Surprise. I will. Reg and Rod, Red, no, you won't. You're like Henry. When Henry Burris left Saskatchewan and all this kind of stuff happened to him, we were going to write a book. I'm like, Henry, let's tell the story now. He goes, no, 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 we'll tell the story down the line and you can write the book. And I'm like, Henry, nobody's going to care. Nobody cares anymore. By the time you want to tell that story, nobody's going to care. But you know what? It's your story, not mine. So that's your choice. But that's the thing, by the way, Reg in Winnipeg says, did you, have a, did you use an outhouse at that old job? Well, hold on. No, but it was a home. It's like these sta- Taylor Field was a home, right? The new place is awesome. It's as good as there is anywhere, and I've been everywhere. But that's a house. It's not a home. Taylor Field was a home. You had to dodge dead wildlife to get into the broadcast booth. Not disputing that, but it was a home. The new place, it just doesn't have the feels. And what would you rather have? I'd st- I, would st- I would still go to work every day in the new place. I would. But you can't replicate that old feeling. And we got a break here. By the way, Rachel Holman and Devin Haru coming up next hour. Uh, Brian in Hudson's Bay writes in and he says, well, at least my Vikings were at the top of the league in something, LOL, and goes on to say, I guess Taylor Swift will have to donate some money to Mr. Hunt. 
That's the thing that, pardon my language, but pisses me off the most. It's not that they're broke. They could pay for the upgrades and treat their employees better. They just don't want to. It's not like Mr. Hunt needs the money, right? But that's the scar that us working class bear. We'll be back in a moment on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Okay, hi everybody. Hey, it's hour two. Where are my manners? Isn't it? No, it's not. It's, uh, I did the sports up. My, my, it's been a weird day. Is Moose still with us? My phone's going on. Is Moose with us? He is? I'm sorry. I got you. I don't know why. Why did today get so crazy on me? Not not in a bad way, but um, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, and uh, it's because we're out of order a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. I'll, let's, let's blame everybody else, not myself. Am I doing it right? <laughs> Rachel Holman will be with us next hour, and Devin Haru. So Darren's sticking with us here right now. We could play probably now. Nah, we don't have time to play bet regal breakaway bets. We'll do it next hour. I did a dumb thing and that's not rare but i posted a photo to social media of me speaking to the regina rebels triple a uh midget can we call it that i don't even know what you're allowed to say anymore uh but female team my niece's team from a couple of years ago posted it and i spoke on leadership and goal setting and now everybody thinks that i'm in regina because that place line i put atlas hotel and convention center regina hey can i see you can i see i'm like i'm not there i should have never it was an ad for what I do. And then we're taking bookings in the spring and summer to come speak to your team or uh, business or corporation or whatever. So I'm not in the Queen City. So I just had a text from a hockey guy who said, hey, can we get together for lunch when you're in town? I'm not in town. But you will be in town for the Briar next week. How much are you excited about that? We will be broadcasting live. I'm quite envious of you, actually. It's going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to it. I've been told that it's melting a little bit over there, not minus 30 like it was the last few days. So it's going to be fun, and being around the curling rink is great, and being around all the people will be a good time, too. Good. Um, okay. Well, I guess the one thing we learned here in hour one, and we'll roll it over into hour two. Darren's going to be with me to start hour two, and then we'll move Rachel Holman in. I'm very much looking forward to that. We haven't We've spoken once since the event we did together in Paradise Hill, but she's the Canadian women's curling champion. It's a big deal. Um, we learned that the Kansas City owner, Chiefs owner, is cheap. 
I'm, I don't think we're done with this, Darren. I knew that this would be a hot-button topic. And who watches this show? Sports people and sports fans. They want to tell me more. And there's people saying, this should not be made public. Yeah, damn sure it should have been. People need to know what's going on. I'll see you after the break, Moose. Later.